This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager. My co-host, Greg McMichael, well, he is a very busy man these days, so giving him another week off from the podcast, but fear not, he'll be back with us probably next week. And uh, I'm looking forward to that, as I'm sure you will as well. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, really, really fun conversation to share with you this week. One of the many perks about my job is the people that I meet. And that that includes my coworkers here in the office, meeting fans out in the ballpark or in throughout the Battery Atlanta. Uh, of course, getting to meet baseball players, both current and former, uh, but also getting to meet famous fans of the Braves. And to take that another level, famous fans that, you know, I'm also a fan of them and their work. Uh, and this week's guest exemplifies that. Big Boy, the legendary Big Boy. Uh, you know him, love him from Outcast, uh, his work with Outcast, and of course his solo career. When you think Atlanta and Atlanta culture, uh, Outcast and Big Boy, I think they're right there in the middle of it or right there at the height of, at the top of the list of notable people and artists who have influenced Atlanta culture and also brought Atlanta culture to the world outside of Atlanta. Uh, we get into that a little bit. Just a really, really fun time with him. Uh, we've got Outcast Night coming up here at Truist Park on May 25th. Of course, the Outcast bobblehead giveaway. First 15,000 fans uh, are the only people that are going to get this bobblehead. So if you're coming, get here early. It's going to be a very, very popular one. Uh, I've seen the bobblehead. Actually, I've already uh, obtained one ahead of time. Don't tell anybody. And it's it's if it's not the coolest Braves bobblehead ever, it is certainly in the conversation for it. So uh, really, really fun conversation with the big boy. Uh, he'll be out here for Outcast Night, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So before we get into the interview, I do want to thank uh, Eugene Brooks here with the Atlanta Braves for setting this up and also with big boy's manager, Shay, uh, for putting this together and and for, for granting us the time and also allowing me to kind of come into Big Boy's world for a little bit one afternoon uh, in his studio, uh, Stan- the aptly named Stankonia Studios. So it was both a fun conversation that I think you're going to enjoy. And for me personally, it was just a, a big treat. So let's get right into it, shall we? Without further ado, here he is, Big Boy. Well, Big, thanks so much for taking the time uh, for having me out here to Stankonia. First of all, I'm kind of, I'm trying not to fanboy too hard because I was telling uh, your manager, Shay, here, I remember exactly where I was, who I was with the first time I heard Stankonia. Oh, man. It was in a, a Dairy Queen drive-thru with a, with a girl, pretty hey. girl. And she popped it in the in the CD player and I heard it and I went, oh my God. And so I went out and bought it the next day. So I'm geeking out a little bit that I'm sitting in this room oh, that, that shares the same name where you record this stuff. So thank you for having me out here, first of all, man. Appreciate it. You forgot to say the ending to the story. I know you got lucky. Nope, nope. Can't, this is a fam, family show. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're saying y'all got some lottery tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. I hope my wife doesn't hear this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, man, I, I wanted to, first of all, just get into Outcast Night. With the Braves, we are... I can't tell you how pumped and excited we are. And first of all, and I've been with the Braves for a while, lifelong Braves fan. So I own 
just about all the bobbleheads. Wow. And I could sit here and tell you which ones I think are the coolest. And now I think this is, I got it here. I think that's easily the coolest bobblehead we've ever put. What do you think about this thing? It's it's accurate. It's dope. The different eras of the jerseys with the caps is a great representation. The duality of the group with, with the team. Yeah, we we love it. We're so excited about it. It's already a sellout. I bet. I mean, it's, <laughs> I I get the ticket numbers every day in my my email, and uh, that one that one is noticeably it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah it's gone. So it's going to be a great day. And it's not just the bobblehead. I mean, it's it's Outcast Night. Wow. So there's going to be, and I don't know if we've even said this yet, but we're planning on having a food truck that's going to have a whole Outcast menu. Wow. We're going to have. So I oversee our social media. Everything that day is going to be all Outcast and all Big Boy. It's going to be. Lyrics, every post, everything. Graphics all going to be Outcast and Big Boy. Oh, so. that's so dope, man. And you're throwing out the first pitch. I heard that rumor. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah you excited yeah. about that? Yeah. This is like my second time doing it. Yeah. Is it? Okay. I did it one time at a Chicago uh, Cubs game when I was on tour. Um, but this is the I'm supposed to do it here. You know what I mean? So I got to go to the batting cage and warm this arm up. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> how'd, how'd it go the first time you did uh, it? I think it might have bounced right at the plate. Okay. But it was it's going over the plate, though. You know what I mean? I was kind of being silly with my uh, Doc Gooden hands up high <laughs> behind my back and trying to throw a curveball playing. You know what I mean? I didn't think people take that thing real serious. So oh, yeah. I might throw the ball underhand. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that take it too serious, I think, are the ones that end up going viral for the wrong yeah, reason. Yeah, I think, I, so. but sometimes I think they do that on purpose purpose to go viral. Oh, Except for uh, Dr. Fouch. I think he just don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, we're excited about it. We're really excited about that. Um, I also wanted to bring up, I mean, this is our show is Behind the Braves, so I wanted to tie, to tie you to as many Braves things as possible. So 21 World Series, Braves win it. Uh, I was on one of the buses for the parade through the city. I mean, it was just amazing. See the whole city out there excited, people coming together. Yeah. And then we capped it off in the perfect way with you and then followed by Luda afterward at the at the ballpark. So I was working that day, oh, but I tried to remember a couple times to like stop and just stop what I was doing, look around, and just enjoy take it. In. Yeah, man. And one of the moments that I did that that sticks out to me was uh, you on stage uh, playing Kryptonite. Yeah. And I was I was right in front of the stage, and I just slowly kind of did a three sixteen turn around, looked at the stadium, and I felt like all thirty five thousand, however many people we had there, every person was just bouncing, just exactly. bouncing. Oh yeah. And it was the coolest thing. What was the, I mean? What do you remember about that day and that just getting to celebrate that World Series with the Braves that day? Uh, it was super dope, man. Like um, we had a sprinter that day, so we got the tail end of the parade. And when we came up through the battery, it's like you would have thought we were swinging the bats. We was, you know, in the sprinter with Sleepy Brown and the crew, and had the door open, and just to see all the smiles on the people's faces and just that hometown pride was like, okay, well deserved, Atlanta. Yeah, the whole city came out. Yeah, they did. I want to do I. I want us to do it again. I want to yeah. do that whole thing again. They're looking good, man. Yeah. They're looking good. We're going to be good for a while, too. Yeah. So I know you got a ring, and I got a ring, yeah. too. Work for the Braves. So I'm like, I got nine more fingers. Hey. Well, eight, I just got married, and, I'm, <laughs> and I just realized I forgot to wear my ring today. <laughs> Talking uh, about getting in trouble with man, your wife. I'm over for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to back up a little bit. So I remember in the 90s, growing up in the 90s, Loved watching music videos. Now I was always a Braves fan. Yeah. So, because I could, I grew up 500 miles away, three states away. So all I knew of Atlanta as a kid was the baseball team because I could watch them on TV every night. Right. I didn't know much about the city. And then I would watch music videos and I start seeing these two dudes 
wearing Braves gear. And it seemed like every time I saw them in a music video, if I'd see them playing live, they're wearing Braves gear. Yeah. And it was it was Outcast. It was you guys. Right. And that was I feel like that was for me somebody that wasn't from here, didn't grow up here. That was how I first started getting connected to what is the culture of Atlanta? What is Atlanta, the city? Was that a conscious choice? I mean, you guys are wearing Brett's Braves gear. Like, was that a, was that purposely to show, hey, this is where we're from? Yeah. Or, I mean, what what do you remember about? It seemed like it was a. You, you guys were always wearing. It the was Braves intentional. Gear. It was like you know. That was our team, you know what I'm saying? And we felt like we was players on the team of Atlanta, you know what I mean? We wanted to represent the city um, and to let them know, like, this this is our crest. That 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 A or that Tomahawk, that's our crest, and we're going to rock it proudly, and we represent the city just like the Braves, and it goes hand in hand. And, I mean, from, since the first video, players ball, you know what I mean? Dre had on the gray Braves jersey, the same one he got on the bobblehead, and I had, I had on the Braves, had, I had an afro with some pork chops, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a beard or a mustache <laughs> then, but... Is that that real AT alien pride, man? Yeah. Well, speaking of AT aliens, the, the album cover, I feel like, and I could be, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like not just hip hop and rap, but I feel like a lot of music in the 90s and artists, album covers seem like they had to have their picture on the front. And one thing I always loved about AT aliens is is that comic book look. Yeah. And it just looked cool and different. And it was kind of matched y'all's sound too, because it just sounded different yeah, than everything else. Man. But even in that cover, you're wearing the Braves hat yeah. in the front. Was, Iconic, man. Yeah. Um, we were always, you know, we wanted to not just make the music, but we wanted to create adventures and, and uh, alternative realities for people. And we wanted the packaging, the sound to all reflect the music. So I was a big time comic book fan from X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that. I collect comics. And Dre drew comics as well. So we were really into the illustrations. And that was just an idea we had to be these superheroes from Atlanta battling these outside entities. And we won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. So how do you, I mean, I, I mentioned that I feel like you guys brought Atlanta culture to the world or to people that didn't know what Atlanta culture was. I mean, did you feel that? Did you feel like that was something you did and do you, or do you feel it now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we were some of the first um, to be recognized as lyricists out here and the music was different and we were teenagers, 16, 17 years old, started out making classic albums as teeny boppers, you know what I'm saying? By the time we got to ATLians, we were like 19, 20 and every album multi-platinum and um, the work just speaks for itself and we were just having fun, man. And to be here today and get a ring from the Braves for the World Series, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm, you bring up things like the the uh, Braves hat and the um, ATLians album cover, it was just I, unconsciously, just, I'm not even thinking about it, it was just naturally just to do it. And I didn't mean pay attention to that little tidbit. But we true to it, for sure. We've been down with the Braves since Dale Murphy now. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. when Dion played, when Dion played for the Braves, Dre was... Um, selling uh, concessions at the uh, stadium. I had heard that and I never knew if that was true. It was true. That's true. It no was kidding. true. We, it was true, man. We used to go down there where the players parked at and, and, and fantasize about their cars and all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that? Do you have any favorite Braves memories or players? Was Dion your guy? I mean, Dion, man. He was one of my guys. Dion was that, that guy. David man. Justice was my guy, but Dion yeah, was Yeah, David there. Justice too because he had Halle Berry and he was a ball. Yeah. He, was, he was a dope player. <laughs> but Dion just brought that flyness to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he definitely did. So how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like, I, I feel like if I if I go back and look at some of the stuff from At Last when you guys performed together, when was that, 13, 14? Yeah. I felt like it's kind of the same as the World Series parade. Like, I'd look off that bus and I'd see people of all ages, all races, 
genders, everything, and everybody together was just happy. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it was a similar vibe with you guys or anything, yeah. and even now, not just that one concert, but right, anything right. with you guys. It's right. something that unites Atlantans, I feel like. Is yeah. that something you feel like, too, even still today? Absolutely. I mean, um, Outcast is, is to unite the people, you know what I mean? Everybody that don't, you know, have an identity or trying to figure out, you know, where they belong in this world, like, we welcome them with open arms, you know what I'm saying? We were just telling our stories as two young boys from East Point and kind of just, you know, really exposing the world to all this funkiness that we had and this this uh, young knowledge and the grooves, you know what I mean? That music moves people, and it's a universal language. Absolutely. Well, and I, I mentioned at the top, I remember hearing, as a teenager here in Stanconia, what were some of the things when you were, I mean, especially, God, you got started at the young, when I was still just discovering music, you got started at that age, right. but what were the things like that that turned you on that made you want to go into, into music um, as a career, I mean? It's a, truly a gift from, from God, you know what I mean? From the most high, the, the real true one God, Jesus, you know what I mean? And it was our calling. And um, once we figured out that's what we wanted to do after we were some shoe salesmen. First, right, right. I, I worked at Foot Locker Underground and Dre worked at Foot Action in Greenbrier, but we were still trying to, you know, get our music thing together. But once once we just got super serious and said, this is what we're going to do, uh, we, we just locked down and channeled that energy. That's awesome. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, I did want to ask about, uh, so I follow you on, on Instagram and all social media, and so there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on real quick. First of all, how's your son? I know he, he transferred uh, out to Nevada. Yeah. And uh, how's he doing out He's there? doing good, man. I just came from the spring game like two weeks ago, balling. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they finally they got him a new quarterback. They got a couple of quarterbacks. You know, they were rebuilding the team last year, so now they're looking good, man. They're looking good. That's good. That's good. And then the other thing from your Instagram I have to ask about, and I was talking to Shay about this before you came in. I love seeing it. Anytime you post about your owls, yeah. I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. So how, how, did, how did you get into that? And how, Hootie and Houdini, right? Yeah, Those yeah. are the two we've seen, yeah, right? for okay. sure. Um, just an animal lover, man. I actually yeah. got into it from Shay. You know what I mean? She's a bird person, and she had, uh, what are those, parrots and things like that. And I was like, one day I was like, yeah, I want a bird. I want an owl. She's like, I can get you an owl. It's like you get me one, I get you one. Shit, she, she got him. <laughs> you know what I mean? She got him. So I got her one for her birthday and got me one, and we just you know start building from there. Okay, yeah, that's great. What other animals do you have? That uh, I mean, I, I have um, of course the dogs. I got the Frenchies. I got Rottweilers. Right. I have a tiger. That's an adopt, adopted tiger. I thought it was going to be you know house tiger, but it's adopted tiger now because she's up at the zoo and Delonica because she turned into a tiger. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got her about four months. Her name is Bodie. And um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. and I got some fish too. Okay, I got some fish. Cool. A lot of trigger fish in my fish tank. Nice. I just had a, um, actually, while I was like five minutes later, I had a tragedy. Oh, no. Um, I think the clown trigger attacked one of my eels or whatever. So I just, I went home last night and came home and it just like a, a belt was just dead in my tank. So I had to get the eel out of the tank. Oh, no. Yeah. I said a little prayer for him in the car, man. man. Yeah. Awful. Oh. 
So I was about to get another fish last week. I'm glad I didn't get them because <laughs> no, no, no. It's full. Tank is full now. What are you working on these days? Besides getting ready for Outcast Night and getting the arm warmed up, what are you working on now? I'm working on, I have a new show coming out on Hulu and A&E called um, uh, Big's RV Remix. And it's based around my um, RV trailer company. You know, I provide trailers for like movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So me and my business partner are renovating trailers for different business owners and things like that. It's like um, wheel estate, if you will. You know what I mean? Like okay. different uh, entrepreneurs, mobile barbers, um, food trucks and stuff like that, just decking it out. And um, it should be really funny. It's, it's coming out in July, I believe. Okay, that great. Also got a new record coming. Nice. That's... Um, a single that's out of this world. Matter of fact, uh, featuring Kate Bush, she just got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today, today right? Today, yeah, oh, that's absolutely. That's awesome. So, yeah, things are lining up, man. Yeah. yeah Kate, and a tour, I got a tour as well, my bad. Boom. Go to okay. bigboy.com. We'll be on tour from the end of May all the way through. Uh, we're doing the Rock the Bells tour with LL Cool J out in, was that August? July, August? Yeah. So, all summer. Okay, awesome. Well, we're, we're going to kick that off with you out at Truist Park on yeah. May 25th. Yeah, with we, the hot arm. We can't wait, man. We, I know you did, uh, I believe it was on the 25th anniversary of AT Aliens. You came out and read the uh, read the starting lineup oh, yeah. and crushed it. Oh, it was, yeah, It man. was awesome. Yeah. You think you could do, I mean, what if they put you in the booth and you they had you call a home run or something? How would that go? You think you could do? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You crush it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm available, man. Okay. Yeah, All right. All right. Sure. I'm, I'm going to talk to my friends over there in the TV booth and say, you got to have big boy call a couple innings. Let man. me know. Oh, man, All I'm right. there. <laughs> well, thanks so much for the time, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.